I'm speaking this morning on rising like the eagle. Rising like the eagle. This is part two of our message on rising like the eagle. Our foundational scripture is from Job 39 verse 27 to 29 and will you all kindly rise as we read it together from the new King James Version. Job 39 27 to 29. Let's hear the reading of God's word. Does the eagle mount up at your command and make its nest on high on the rock it dwells and resides on the crag of the rock and the stronghold from there it spies out the prey its eyes observe from afar may the lord bless his word amen kindly be seated In part one of this message, last week we focused on five leadership attributes of the eagle. Operating from an elevated place was our first lesson. The second was a sense of vision and focus. The third lesson was speed and agency. The fourth was effortless movement where you are moving but there is no struggle. And the fifth one that many of you liked was a commitment to relationships. Today we'll focus on what the eagle is not. What the eagle is not. Anytime God wants to do something in your life, You have to contend with contradictions, imitation, or compromises that seek to sidetrack you and make you settle for something less than God has for you. So while God has called us to mount up with wings like eagles, some of us have mounted up with wings, but guess what? not like the wings of the eagle. So, instead of taking our place in Christ with authority, we are mounting up like some other birds. And you say, Pastor, which bird are you talking about? Do they want to observe the mannerisms, the behavior, and attitudes of certain birds that creep into our lives without we realizing. Or we find ourselves hanging out with people who behave like those birds and as you know, the people you hang around begin to produce themselves in your life. Today I have eight birds I would like you to watch and refuse to settle for Because if you do, you will not fly or rise like the eagle. The first is a parrot. 
the parrot repeats what others are saying. The parrot loves to gossip. They are not authentic. Everything you hear a parrot saying is something they heard from someone else. Anyone can easily set an agenda for the parrot. Whisper anything to the parrot and it will confidently go around and repeat it without checking whether what you said was true or it's even a joke. If you stand in front of the parrot and say hallelujah, it will say hallelujah. If you shout amen, it will say amen. If you shout an insult, it will also shout an insult. So as parrots carry a story from one place to another, they very often damage relationships and create division and strife in the process. A parrot can hear something and write it on their Facebook page with so many followers reading and believing it without checking whether it's true. In the book of Proverbs 16 verse 28 Bible says a perverse person sows strife and a whisperer separates the best of friends. Hmm. Have you seen a whisperer? The person who says Chaliake Even when they are with you alone they whisper Chali Fila, fila, fila. And they would drop one and destroy somebody's career without checking. The same book of Proverbs 17, verse 9 says, He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. You say, Pastor, are you saying that when something is wrong, we must cover it? Are you not suggesting that we should endorse wrongdoing? I have an answer for you. When the Bible says cover transgression, it simply means when your brother or your sister falls, don't take a gong gong and go around beating it. Take time to pray for them instead of publicizing it. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I'll pray for you. To cover a a, a transgression is to choose to pray rather than talk. Because guess what? Sometimes things are not always the way they seem. And speed is not always an asset in broadcasting. This week, somebody publicized that a certain sports person had passed. The person is very, very much alive. How do you respond when you find out that the person that you said had passed is alive? Do you apologize? Even if you delete the post, 
how do you explain? Refuse to catch the spirit of the parrot. Somebody say, I refuse. Don't entertain parrots in your life. As you rise like the eagle, if there's somebody who always comes with a care, Charlie, start dodging them. Dodge them, dodge them. Number two, the nightingale. The nightingale talks and sings nonstop. It's very difficult to find a picture of a nightingale with its mouth shut. Every time the nightingale is talking, 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 and they just don't know how to keep quiet. The danger about it is that the nightingale is standing on the tree and singing and singing and the hunter is coming and as you sing, the hunter can see where you are and the hunter is coming and the hunter is coming till he shoots you and you fall down. Oh, nightingale. There is a time to sing and a time to keep quiet. In Proverbs 14 verse 15, the Bible says the simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. The nightingale is naive. So when it's singing and singing and singing, it's not able to appreciate danger. There are people who are oblivious to their environment. The conditions around you are changing. There are movements in the system, in the workplace. The dynamic is changing, but your head is lifted up in the clouds. You can't even see. You can't even sense. That is the spirit of the nightingale. The nightingale is not a good listener because they prefer to talk rather than listen. So when somebody is signaling, sometimes people speak in between the lines. They tell you one thing, but they are telling you about seven if you hear clearly, you will hear that there is a revolt, there is a rebellion, there is a fight coming, there is danger coming. But the problem is that the nightingale does not listen very carefully. Even when you are talking, he or she is waiting for you to finish so they launch the next one. So they, they didn't hear. You said danger. Just when you finished, they went on to the next football match. And they didn't hear the danger. Nightingales are shallow and uninformed. They don't consider all the angles before they make a decision. A nightingale can marry somebody because of their mustache. They say, why do you want to marry him? Hey, his house is a Jowlu. Is that all? Jowlu. I like his mustache. I like her eyebrows. As for the dimple, when I see it, I can't even breathe. Dimple. You haven't checked their faith in Christ. You haven't checked their attitude to work. Weightier matters are not considered when the nightingale is making decisions. Oh, the color, the color. I just can't handle it. The color. The color is nice, but they are weightier matters. Proverbs 27 verse 12 says, A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. 
the simple passes on or pass on and is punished. The nightingale cannot spot the things that should be warning signs. In business, the nightingale is so trusting. Somebody brings a contract or business transaction and you say, oh, this guy is so solid. Did you sign an agreement? Oh, no, no, I trust him. Oh, don't you know her? She is the cousin of the minister. I trust them. In God, we trust. Everyone else, we monitor. Everyone else, we sign. Or we sign the agreement. So while you want to trust the person, ensure that your interest is protected. The nightingale will only come to their senses when they are struck down. Sometimes you hear the stories of people who have been defrauded, especially in internet-based fraud, and while you empathize with them, you are asking, so are you saying that this person who inherited $5 million and needs your $1,000 to give you a portion of the five million, are you saying that you genuinely believe that they had five million dollars? Charlie, we bind the spirit of the nightingale. Tell somebody I refuse to settle. The third bird you want to avoid is the crow. The crow is two personalities in one. It always appears nicely dressed, black suit, white shirt, black tie, solid, gentleman, nice lady, well dressed. You see the person and you say, CEO material, big achiever from afar, but stay afar. Because the moment you come close, the crow feeds on rubbish. You are like, oh, from afar, nice person. You come close and they open their mouth and what they say and how they think and you say, I could not even believe it. So from afar, the crow has great potential but when they start speaking, you lose interest. Matthew 23 verse 27 says, Woe to you, Pharisees and scribes, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which appear beautiful outwardly, but inside full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Give them something to handle. You will come back 10 years later. It is the same. Because they don't have the spirit of risk taking. They are often not entrepreneurial. The God's word translation of Proverbs 29 verse 25 reminds me of the servant with one talent. He had a dark spirit. He says, I was afraid, so I went and hid it. Madam, see you, get your thing. I don't like fight, I don't like trouble. The God's word translation of Proverbs 29 verse 25 says, A person's fear sets a trap 
for him. But he who trusts in the Lord is safe. If you live a life of fear, you won't grow. If you live a life of fear, that business will remain a tabletop business all your life when God has called you into a multinational business conglomerate. But the spirit of fear will say, keep it like this. We are a family, we don't like trouble. That is how we all are. The spirit of the dark misses out on the manifestation of God's greatness. So you will come to church and hear big things and you will leave church and do small things. Because the dark says maintenance is the secret. Maintenance is great, but growth is greater. Let's say it together. Maintenance is great, but growth is greater. Don't give me back my one talent and say you maintained it. Grow it. Whatever little thing God has put in your hands, grow it. Is the environment tough? Yes. Are there barriers? Yes. Is there opposition? Yes. But still grow it. Tell somebody, grow it. We bind the spirit of the dark. Number five. The turkey. Turkeys are big talkers. They talk big. You see the turkey and you say, Hey! The turkey will shout, Hey, 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 hey! Ten times. Everything you shout, the turkey will shout back to you ten times. They talk big. If you meet the turkey and you share your vision of something small, they say, What? We will do it powerfully. Powerful. Hey! Where did you sleep last night? This thing, it is deep. That's a turkey. Big talk, no action. Anytime you announce, we want volunteers, you won't even finish. We want volunteers, we are raising funds, we want a commitment to do that. Before you finish, the person has jumped up. Simple. Charlie, let's do it. After that declaration, it is finished. In fact, it is done. In Matthew 21, verse 28 to 30, the Lord Jesus Christ himself recognized the spirit of the turkey. He said, but what do you think? A man had two sons. And he came to the first son and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. Verse 29, he answered and said, I will not go. But afterwards, he regretted and went. Welcome the turkey now. Verse 30. Then he came to the second and said likewise. Before he finished, the son jumped up and said, I will go. But guess what? He didn't go. The turkey is a specialist in promise and fail. Loud on promise and silent on delivery. Let's say it together. Loud on promise and silent on... Let's hear it from the left-hand side of the hall. Your right is my left. Charlie, and the painful thing about the silence is that the the, 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 the turkey can meet you in town 
or meet you every week and not even mention the promise. And you say, ah, is it that they've forgotten or they are pretending? You say, hey, ah, you don't even understand. He said he will marry you and he has continued living life normal. He won't say anything about it again. One year has passed. Two years have passed. He won't mention it. You're like, ah. Or is it me who heard wrongly? Did he misspeak or I misheard? It must be one of them. Because the person will not mention it again. And the, 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 the most special part of it, announce a next one. And guess what? The techie will volunteer again. This is what I should do. That is how they act. We bind the spirit of the techie. I say we bind the spirit of the techie. Let's talk more action. Let's say it together. Are you enjoying this? So, so far, which bed is the one that you are looking at and are saying, you know what? Pastor, if I'll be honest, I am manifesting a bit of this without realizing. The next bed is the vulture. It is getting more serious. Vultures are scavengers who reside on the rubbish dump. The difference between the vulture and the crow is that while they all eat rubbish, the crow pretends to look nice from afar and when you come close, you see the rubbish. As for the vulture, it doesn't even pretend. Ugly from afar and ugly in the consumption. The vulture makes no effort to look nice to you. The vulture loves rotten things. They have what they call catabolic energy. It's a very big word. It just means negative energy. Come and stand here and say, we have carpeted the auditorium, we are building. The, The vulture doesn't like good news. This person has been promoted. This person has gotten a scholarship. They are even sleeping. When you are announcing good news in church, the vulture is sleeping because it's boring. Announce there's a scandal. The vulture jumps up and says, I told you. I told you. I always knew. The vulture is energized by bad news. Hey, there are people you can meet them. No good news stimulates them. But the slightest inkling of bad news and they come alive. Proverbs 24, 17. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. And don't let your heart be glad when he stumbles. Vultures are perpetually referring to a bad experience. 18 years ago this person did me harm they told a story about me and I will never forgive them in fact it was March 27th and they will mention the year the time of day and they will catalog it shelf number one shelf number two the person was wearing red and yellow with green shoe it's not easy Vultures have a good memory 
for bad news. And they never give up on things that you have moved on by God's grace. Yes, you were a rascal years ago. You have done things you are ashamed of. But that vulture meets you 18 years later. He say, hey, you, do you remember? You say, remember what? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And the person is mentioning what you used to do when you were in secondary school. You say, hey, you find a nice person you are going to marry and they say, hmm, I don't know if anybody has told you, this guy, when we were in school, they will, they will press the rewind button and go and track 10 years ago matter, 12 years ago matter, and they are holding on to it. Unsolicited advice. You have not asked them, but they say, hmm, I, I know your good day, your, your nice day is coming. Next week will be very special. But just to let you know, just to, by the time they finish, your heart has sunk. We bind the spirit of the vulture. The beautiful thing about walking with Christ is that all of us have something to be ashamed of in our past. But the beautiful thing about walking with Christ is that as far as the east is from the west, so your sins have been forgotten by the Lord. Amen. When God sees you, he sees a beautiful person. When the vulture sees you, they see a failed person. But thank God that the vulture's word is not final. The vulture is so committed to rubbish and dead things that even they themselves can't forgive themselves. So you say, I haven't said anything about somebody, but are you still refusing to forgive yourself for one mistake you made 10 years ago? Guess what? That is the spirit of the vulture. When you still blame yourself for what God has forgiven and what God has washed away and forgotten, that, my friends, is the spirit of the vulture. Vultures refuse to recognize Christ's forgiveness. But thank God for forgiveness. Thank God for renewal. Thank God for upliftment. Your yesterday is not greater than your today and your tomorrow. Hallelujah. Your relationship may have had bad moments in the past, but God has visited you. Move on and leave the vultures behind you. Number seven, the peacock. Peacocks are proud, arrogant, and self-centered. They love it when you acknowledge their height, their color, their attributes. When you like their Facebook post, they love it. Peacocks will do anything for recognition. Their social media pages are dominated by exaggeration of their experiences, their abilities, and their awards. Peacocks
peacocks see only one person in this world or maybe three three people guess who they are i me and myself in the book of the peacock the world must revolve around them bring your small testimony and new wine publish it in the new wine news they say oh this one is small two years ago we went to bangkok and from there to hanoi and from there to venezuela this one is small how can you go to togo and write a testimony in the book of the peacock nobody's story is nice when the celebration is about somebody else it's not nice when it's about them that is the life they must interject somehow cut short everybody's story and testimony and redirect the conversation to themselves James 4 6 has a warning for the peacock it says but he gives more grace therefore he says God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble no matter how high you rise in life something in you must always recognize that it is the grace of God that has made you who you are I loved it last week when a teenager won one of the biggest tournaments in this world and while everyone was rejoicing she knelt down and said a prayer for a minute let the whole world see that yes I trained I worked hard but so did others it is the grace that made it possible The world media put a microphone in her mouth and she says, listen, God is big and is real in my life. Avoid the spirit of the peacock that says, I, I did it. I made it. I hit the bull's eye. It's the grace that makes you who you are. The last bed you want to avoid for today is the ostrich. Say, Pastor, where did you get all these bears from? The ostrich. The ostrich is the closest competition to the eagle as the king of birds. It's the largest living bird on earth and can grow to the height of six to eight feet taller than myself and a weight of 300 pounds. The ostrich is the fastest animal on two legs, capable of running at speeds of up to 65 kilometers per hour. But here's the magic. While the ostrich has great promise, it never flies. Never. It can run like the plane we described in from strength to strength to the point where you say, if this plane takes off, it will go far. After running 65 kilometers per hour, the ostrich will not fly. Unlike the eagle that will fly in the storm, the ostrich is on ground. 
every time it will start something and gain momentum and you say this thing it's a world changer if this project takes off it will shake Africa next time you meet the ostrich Charlie how is the project we are doing the last time he said oh we have migrated to some new concepts in the internet of things and the digital economy. You say, oh, what about that first one? Oh, no, no, no. The world is moving. Next time you see them to the internet of things, say, oh, AI. What about the AI? Oh, no, this one is virtual. Virtualization. The ostrich is always on the move. Start things big and never take off. The spirit of the ostrich never gets to the next level. Their biggest term is work in progress. Everything is work in progress. In Proverbs 12 verse 11, it says, He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread. But he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. The ostrich has everything it takes to do big things, but will not settle down, lock themselves down, and work at that thing for three years, five years, lay the foundation and build it. The NIV translation of Proverbs 12 verse 11 says, Those who work their land will have abundant food. But those who chase fantasies have no sense. Sometimes the Bible will write in some way, you the pastor, you can't read it because if you read it, you can get into trouble. The Bible says they chase fantasies. The ESV calls it the chase worthless pursuits. Be careful what you chase. Today you are chasing this one. The next day you are chasing that one. And no roots and so no fruits. Another interesting attribute of the ostrich is that the ostrich believes that if there's a problem and it hides its head in the ground, once it can't see the problem, the problem is gone. The problem is staring at you in the face. Confront it and deal with it. The ostrich believes that once I can hide my head under the sand, if I don't see you, you don't exist. Confront the issue. That is a weak model of leadership. Sometimes all it takes is to stare at the bear in the face. And once you do, it will pause and look at you and say, you know what? I miscalculated. And turn and walk away. Not every resolution requires a fight. Sometimes it just takes standing up and being a woman or a man and facing up to the issue. Yes, you may have made a mistake, but guess what? When you confront the issue and unpack it, very often it's not as big as it looks. So we bind the spirit of the ostrich. I said we bind the spirit of the ostrich. How many bears have we seen so far? Eight. Number one. 
The parrot. Number two. The nightingale. Number three. The crow. Number four. The duck. Number five. The turkey. Number six. The vulture. Number seven. Ah, projection is helping you. That's why I say it's so comfortable. The peacock at number eight. You say, Pastor, tell them, tell them. And you are thinking of your best friend that is like a crow. But guess what? If you will be very honest with yourself and your self introspection, you may agree that, you know what? Painful as it is, I have been a nightingale in certain aspects of my life. So while it is great to pray, I must next time sign a contract. Maybe I talked too much and revealed things I shouldn't have revealed because I was not circumspect and therefore I was a parrot. Maybe in this my relationship, I was too focused on myself instead of the other person and therefore became which one? A peacock. Or maybe in the projects I've handled, I have taken, I've run and run, but not taken off and therefore I've been an ostrich. The beauty of today's message is not to condemn or blame anyone. It's to allow us to say, if God says, mount up with wings, like the eagle, you may be mounting up with wings but the wrong bed. So that in your prayer and your effort, you will understand how to mount up like the eagle. As I round up today, my mind goes to a famous story told about a farmer who found an eaglet in the forest and brought it back home. Because he was a farmer and had chickens, he put the eaglet among the chickens and so the eaglet learned to scratch the floor for food and eat like every chicken, walk like the chicken, talk like the chicken and behave like the chicken. And as long as he remained like a chicken, He thought it was fine. And indeed it was. Until one day, this eaglet lifted up his eyes and saw a majestic bird fly across the skies. And he said, wow, that's majestic. That's nice. And if I'm not wrong, I look like it. So there was a mental note. After the bird left, it continued behaving like the chicken. But a seed had been sown in its mind. That was nice. After a while, guess what? The bird flew past again. And this time, there was a bit of anger. The eaglet said, no, this is not fair. That's where I belong. That's how I should be living. That's what I should be doing. Anytime it thought about that, it tried to lift itself off the ground. But it came again. But it didn't give up. It tried the next time, went slightly higher, and fell down again. Because rising like the eagle is not an event. 
It's a process. So he tried the next time, went a little higher and fell again and kept trying and trying and trying and falling until one day it flapped its wings and began to fly majestically into the skies. I prophesy this morning that somebody who has remained in a place of weakness operating like a parrot or a crow or an owl or a nightingale or, or a vulture or a peacock or ostrich is from today rising like the eagle operating in an elevated place with a sense of vision and focus with a sense of speed and agency and as you lift yourself by the spirit of God helping you moving into that place of effortless movement without struggle and ultimately building solid relationships that will help you rise from strength to strength and from glory to glory in Jesus' mighty name. And somebody said, Amen. Celebrate the Lord.